Respect to the Bundjalung Nation. Bay FM 99.9. Talofa Lava. Welcome to Cultural Awareness with me, Sister Rosella, today, a.k.a. Chop Sui. My own cultural journey actually has been one of great contrasts. Growing up with brown Samoan skin in an English family was pretty confusing, especially when there was so little mention of my heritage, really, and my own culture. I didn't know why I was the way I was for many, many years. It's only just beginning to become clear to me, and I would like to share a part of my own journey with you throughout the show. Where the Iraq would Dubai dances, you're tuned to Bay FM 99.9. Support your Cultural awareness entails an understanding of how a person's culture may inform their values, behaviour, beliefs and basic assumptions. So cultural awareness recognises that we are all shaped by our cultural background, which influences how we interpret the world around us, perceive ourselves and relate to other people. So imagine growing up for the first 35 years of your life not knowing who you are. You look in the mirror and see a reflection of someone you recognise, but you don't actually know. For the outside bears no resemblance to anyone else in the family you're brought up in. Your skin is a different colour, your hair is curlier, your feet are bigger, your voice is deeper, and that's just the outside. It's what goes on on the inside that really confuses you. Your thoughts don't correlate to what you hear around you. You can't relate to the people closest to you and you feel isolated and alone. And in the end, you come to the conclusion that this is the best place to be. It's actually much easier to be alone than to try to understand anyone or get them to understand you, both impossibilities because you have no idea who you are. You wander through life wondering why you don't fit in. You find solace in art or music or writing, which speaks a language you can understand. You may even consume mind-altering substances in an attempt to escape the trappings of your lone existence. But when you eventually wake up from it all, you know you're back to where you started, lost and alone. This is how I lived for my life for about the first 35 years, lost within. I still managed to see the good in the world and knew deep down inside of me that it wasn't the world that had a problem, it was me. I was a happy-go-lucky kind of girl who always welcomed adventure with massively open arms and a big smile. I had loads of friends, fun and lots of laughter in my life, but there was always something that felt incomplete. An empty darkness that I could topple into at any given moment. I still managed to find myself in fantastically random situations, often, and I sort of just drifted along on the breeze, waiting for the next thing to happen. One of those things was meeting a six foot seven blonde dreadlocked guy from Wellington, New Zealand, living in Sydney. And this was the beginning of the Caramello connection for me. I grew up in New Zealand in the early 70s with divorcing parents. My mum looked after us from the age of about six, while my Samoan American father did whatever he did without us. He popped around every now and then as we were growing up to take us to fancy restaurants in his gleaming valiant charger. And of course we knew him, but we never really knew much about him or where he was from. There was minimal mention of the island he visited every few years, and even less was said about the strange language we heard him speak. He never really acknowledged where he was from, so it was natural that we never really inquired about any differences we noticed in him or ourselves. 
To me, my family was English and I was reminded of this each week when we visited my grandparents or my auntie and uncle's place to see my cousins. This was my family and really all that I knew. I don't know if I appeared introverted as a child. I know I certainly felt it as an adult. I think it was more of a gradual shutting down to the world around me in the realisation that my own thoughts and feelings didn't seem to fit into anyone else's. I just didn't feel the same as what was happening around me and I always wondered why. To be alone was peaceful, happy, tranquil. I could play and draw and let my imagination run wild in daydreams while I forgot about trying to understand or be understood. It was so much easier than attempting to fathom while others were constantly dramatising situations. Somewhere within the introvert lived an extrovert and this was never more apparent than at the age of 33 I became a DJ. I didn't mean to. That's a whole other story in itself, though, but it did spark the realisation that there was something inside of me that really needed to come out to be released, to be acknowledged and to be set free. In the middle of pumping out rocking tunes to a hungry Hugo's dance floor down in Sydney, it was common for people to approach me and ask me to DJ at their gigs. Some I did, some I wouldn't dare, but one such offer was in Palm Beach on Sydney's northern beaches, And the extravagant event was the Louis Vuitton Barefoot and Black Tie Ball, which is on the beach, which is one of the most exclusive parties one could hope to be invited to, especially as the DJ. I thought about it for about half a nanosecond before saying yes, and pretty soon found myself behind the turntables, probably about six months into my DJ career, spinning tunes and having, well, a ball. This is where I first met the six foot seven inch blonde dreadlike Kiwi. Let's call him Long Drink. He was there filming the night and somehow we connected and we swapped numbers. After a couple of weeks, we started hanging out. And before we knew it, those couple of weeks turned to months. And of all the things we found to talk about, the thing that stood out most for him was my Samoan heritage. This sort of baffled me, really, because I couldn't really relate to what he was saying until he very directly and honestly said to me, Babe, your heritage is so important. You should be proud of it. It's beautiful. Say what? Someone thinks my big feet are beautiful. Someone loves my crazy curly hair. Someone loves it that I'm a strong and warrior-like. Really? I guess I'd grown to really dislike these attributes in myself, so I could hardly believe someone could actually love them. Crazy, isn't it? He encouraged me to get in touch with my dad and ask him about Samoa and what mystery lay dormant within me. It was as though someone had really held a mirror in front of me for the first time and I could actually see who I really was. I will love him forever for this, even though I don't love him now. So unbeknown to me, this was to be the moment that gently nudged the key in the lock of the heavily guarded door which housed a prison of emotions that had been held inside against their will my whole life. It appeared rather spontaneously when I sat up bolt upright in bed a few weeks later and sung a song in another language that I didn't know I knew. It starts with the word Siva Siva. And when I finished singing, I said... I don't know where that came from. And Long Drink said, it sounds Samoan, babe. I've got some Samoan friends and it it sounds like a Pacific song. I called my mum and I sung it to her and asked her if she remembered it from when I was little. Nope. I asked my sister if she remembered it from when we were kids. Nope. I didn't really have much contact with my dad, so I didn't think to call him and ask him at the time. I kept singing it and singing it and the more I sung it, the happier I felt. I used to sing it when I felt insecure or scared about something and it would ground me and really give me the sort of confidence that I can't describe. 
Long Drink and I parted ways as you do, and not long after that, I decided to visit Samoa for the first time at the age of 35. About time, really, hey? This is another story in itself, really. It's a story of discovery, of awakening, of family, of love, of hope, of realisation, revelation, and of utter happiness. During my time in the village with my family, I was in the shower and I started singing to myself out loud my Siva Siva song. My auntie, who was one of my aunties who was passing by, shouted out, I thought you said you didn't know any Samoan. And I said, is it Samoan? To which she replied, yes. I spent the next three weeks of my holiday walking around the island singing and singing and singing my Siva Siva song, still not really knowing where it had come from or how I knew it, but I knew I was getting closer to the answer. Life changed dramatically after visiting Samoa in so many ways. For one, my dad and I had so much to talk about. I asked him questions and he answered. He asked me questions and I answered. He has since not shut up and that is in the most wonderful of ways. It's as though he didn't really know how to communicate with us in our world. And it wasn't until I went home that we made the deep connection that was undoubtedly always missing in my life. I stayed in Sydney DJing and studying nutrition full time for the next three years. And after graduating from college and retiring from Duff Duff DJing, I moved to Byron Bay. Before settling here, though, I visited my family in Brisbane, a place I've never lived but have often stayed as all of my immediate family actually live there. My dad still has an obsession with gleaming polished cars and so one day I took my little red rocket over to his place and we spent a whole day hanging out and gleaming her up. This was probably the most time I'd spent with my dad since I was a baby girl. We stopped to have lunch but before we went inside I said, Dad, did you ever used to sing me this song? And I launched into my Siva Siva song. When I looked up he had tears in his eyes and he said, yes. I said, did I get it right? Yes, he replied, it's a Samoan lullaby that he sung to me before I can even remember remembering. Siva Siva means dance, dance. I love it not only because I remembered it, but that I remembered it word for word in Samoan, a language I have never been taught. And then standing in the centre of the crowd at the Island Vibration Festival on Stradbroke Island, Manjuraba, in 2012, Beneath the stars, beside the ocean, I'm watching my Samoan brother, Bobby Alu, up on stage, singing his heart out with his band, and I hear the words of my Siva Siva song. It hit me like a heavy punch in the stomach. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is my song, I thought, in near disbelief as I sung along close to tears. Music connects you in the most subliminally sublime ways. It attaches to you and it takes you on a ride of a rhythm without you having any real say. Oh, and what is there to say anyway apart from thank you? It's crazy the connections we make with people, with places, with moments in time that guide us this way and that. The ones that change the course of our direction or rearrange our compass reading. It's crazy when connections appear, when they reveal what they're meant to, when we realise why they do and when they dwindle away to nothing but leave us with everything. Life is crazy, crazy beautiful. I feel blessed to be all that I now know I am and to have discovered my innermost soul shining on through after years in hiding. I feel alive, I feel complete and I feel really strong. It's a strength and an understanding that permits me to live as the person I truly am, a whole, not a half, eyes open, head up, big feet planted on the ground. Respect to the Bunjalung Nation. Bay FM 99.9.